Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to The Froth, a place to let your brain slip into something more comfortable, a spa break for the mind. Are you sitting frothily? Then we'll begin. I'm comedian husband, Rod Gilbert. I'm comedy writer-wife, Sean Harris. That's Rosie, a dog. And this is... This week's podcast was recorded in Pembrokeshire. Our special guest is Rob Rouse, who joins us remotely, and Barry is producing. Be warned, there is some occasional fruity language and content. The headlines this week. Our house, in the middle of our street. Our house, in the middle of our street. Our house, dun dun dun. In the middle of... No, no, that's not our house. No, that's not our fucking house. Oh, Christ, he's got a machete. Men hired for sexual fantasy break into wrong house in the middle of the night, carrying machetes. That took an odd turn. I did took an odd turn. I, <laughs> I sang it for too long before I took the odd turn. You, there was a key change. There was a key change. Take away pizza and leftover pizza, chicken McNuggets, fries, onion rings, large buttered cotton chips, the polystyrene box. Mm-hmm. These are a few of my favourite meals. Yes. Six-year-old does his own very cute weekly meal planner and has parents in stitches. Aww. Shit British food off. <laughs> the froth team hold a Great British Bake Off style competition to see who had the shittest food growing up. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Rod wins with Ham a la Norma. And you've heard of Jackie Potato, but Sean introduces us to Jacket Chow Mein. Eating a full beef chow mein from her father's jacket pocket. And those are the headlines. It wasn't a full one. And uh, Rob Rouse is our special guest, uh, waiting in the Zoom wings there, and uh, Barry's there as well. But first, the, the social media, Sean. Over to you. Ooh. What has been happening on the old SNL? We've we've had an email. Oh. <laughs> that. Don't pretend that you're really excited. We about have it. had an email at at uh, hello at thefrothpodcast.com. Hello at the Froth Podcast. You can email in, and somebody has. Okay. Shall I start? Yeah. Hello. I do not mean this in any way as an insult, but I often use the Froth podcast to help me get to sleep or fall back to sleep. I, I don't take that as an insult. I know, I know, I know how soporific my voice can be. Something about Rod's voice knocks ladies. me out. Well, that's made me sound in, sinister now, hasn't it? I said, I said ladies when I can help get <laughs> ladies to sleep, and then, then you said knock me out, and I said ladies just as you said it. No, in that it's you know. Now it makes me sound like a right old. What? <laughs> Train. Yes. In brackets, I do not listen whilst driving. All right. Good. But when Rosie starts barking, my dog, Mrs. Landingham, oh frantically starts barking along, right. completely negating the soothing effects of Rod's dulcet tones. Right, I get that. Okay, so basically, I. Why doesn't she. This podcast, while it may. Um... I like the word, the name, Mrs. Landingham. It, it may work as a as a soporific sort of send you to sleep. That, but you know there are podcasts out there. What's her name, this woman? Sh- Sherilyn. 
Sherilyn. There, there are podcasts out there that are designed for sleep, uh, you know, like uh, people doing those bowls, those Tibetan bowls, and, and then people <laughs> doing music. Do you mean, and do you mean sound Wind bag? chimes and do you mean relaxy. Here's, listen to this. I did it when I was working on Taskmaster, and I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. I was doing Taskmaster on one hour's sleep every day or something. And then I, I in the, about four o'clock in the morning of the fifth day, I went, oh, God, I'm going to put on some... Jingly jangly wind chime YouTube. I put it off. It said, "Here's 14 hours of relaxing music, <laughs> guaranteed to send you." So why is there 14 hours of it? If it's guaranteed to send you off to sleep, surely they need no more than five minutes if they were confident in their product. <laughs> and then it went jingly jangly, jingly. <laughs> and then of it was literally it was the sound of a rainbow. That was, that's, that's what it was. That makes no sense. No, it didn't. But that's how they sold Were it. And I and that's how I, I went, oh, that sounds nice. The sound of a rainbow. I'll buy that. Or you I, bought oh, it. No, I clicked on it. I still invested the time. Clicked on it. I stayed up for three hours listening to... It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. When, when lockdown first started, I used to listen to Under the Sea Noise. And it really <laughs> Exactly. Helped. And it was the building of the Channel Tunnel. <laughs> It was a load a of French, French people, guys right? With concrete. French people, right? Hey, back it up, back oh, it up. Un peu plus, un peu plus. Oh, arrête. Yeah, and I find that very soothing. Oh, it is relaxing. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of the good old days. Now, I had a hypnotist um, CD or whatever you call it. Hypnotist CD? Yeah, hypnotist CD that I used to listen to before going to sleep every night. And I swore by it, and you were very cynical. So and one I. evening. Went, they can fuck off. <laughs> We, I had a hypnotist uh, CD that I used to play before trying to oh, sleep, and that. I ha- gave you one of the headphones, and you were all, you were being all cynical, ooh, you know, oh, as if, like this. And she, and this woman with a really soothing voice was going, "You're in a garden, and you're walking down some steps." And she went ten, and you were like, "Oh my god, this is absolute rubbish." Nine. Oh, I can't believe you paid for this. Eight. And you I think, literally I think, I think we can all see where this you is were going. You like, ah, like out. Totally out, drool. Honestly, I had to check your pulse. <laughs> <laughs> Is he alright? What did what happened to you? I just stayed up all night, chain smoker. <laughs> <laughs> stress. On with the show. Let's bring in uh, Robert Rouse at Rob Rouse. There he is, uh, Rob Rouse and uh, Barry. Can you bring him in now, please? There he is. Get him on screen. There he is. <laughs> there he is. Doing a funny face. God, How you all doing? <laughs> You've let yourself go on lockdown. <laughs> well, no, what it is, Rod, is, is if you're filming on a webcam, you've got to set it up properly so you look good. I've, I've noticed I've got a really scraggly neck uh, that I, I wasn't aware of before these Zoom calls. I, I, used to look, I used to look so young, not anymore. I've got this real weathered, scraggly neck. No, you do look young, your face. You haven't got a scraggly, scraggly neck. neck. <laughs> you got a, exactly. You developed a wattle. I'll, I'll, give, it, I'll, I'll give it the headlines. Men hired for sexual fantasy break into wrong house. Oh! Story two is going to be uh, about a six-year-old who's come up with his own weekly meal plans. I'm going to start with the men in the sexual fantasy. Yes. In a, in a sex fantasy gone wrong, two men with machetes entered <laughs> the wrong house in New South Wales, Australia, before realising their error. One oh. of them... One of them, I don't know what's happened to the other one, one of them has now been acquitted of entering a home armed with a weapon. Australian media <laughs> report. Uh, the judge concluded the facts of the case are unusual. You could decide for yourselves if you think the facts of this case are unusual. Here's what <laughs> happened. Here's what happened. Here we are. There's the facts of the case. You jot these down. Uh, here's, the, here's the facts of the case. The, the men had been hired to carry out a client's fantasy of being tied up in his underwear and stroked with a broom. A broom? A broom. Ooh. They carried the machetes, either as a prop or something to use in the fantasy, the judge said. The fantasy fantasy was unscripted, and there was discretion as to how it would be carried out. The would-be client, who wanted to be tied up and have a broom handle rubbed around his underwear, had a history and proclivity for engaging (laughs) the services of people, a police officer said. A lawyer for Terence Leroy, one of the accused men, said it was a commercial agreement to tie up and stroke a semi-naked man in his underpants with a broom. <laughs> yeah. Hang on, Ter- Terence Leroy. Terence Leroy. Terence Leroy is one of the one of the machete-bearing accused who turned up in the wrong house. So with is he? A machete. Is he just an out-of-work actor? 
He is, uh, it doesn't say if he's an out-of-work actor. I haven't got that far into the story yet. He may be. But this guy, basically, basically, he's he's hired, <laughs> well, not he's hired, two men have been hired to arrive, I'm not sure where the machetes come into it, to arrive and stroke a man. With a broom. Well, I mean, listen, I can't say it any better than the lawyer. It was a commercial agreement to tie up and yep. stroke a semi-naked man in his underpants with a broom. <laughs> When you think of broom, what do you think? When you think of broom, what do you think? I think of like a witch, like a witch's broom. No. What do you think of? Uh, that's a broomstick. Yeah, but that's I what, think just of a the broom. bottom bit. I think of a broom yeah. as quite a quite a robust bristle brush, yeah. sort of more of, more of an outdoor yard brush, like a, with quite fir- you know quite firm bristles, rather like, than a like soft that. indoor right. brush. Yeah, okay. the kind of, the kind of thing you might you have to use to to get with a hosepipe to get chicken shit off a flagstone, that kind of thing. <laughs> exactly that kind yeah. of thing, as opposed to brushing up crumbs in a exactly in a know, bedroom. Yeah, in a, yeah. In, a, in, a, in a small utility I'm, room off the kitchen. Right. Okay. I've got a, I've got a sneaking suspicion that this gentleman who'd uh, procured the professional services of Terence Legal. Let, let's let's not ignore that. And Terence, if 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 nothing, uh, likes to dot the I's and cross the T's. Now, as far as he was concerned, this is a professional engagement. I should hope paid at least equity minimum. Um, he yeah. would have oh, I can you know, tell taken, you. I can tell taken you down paid. the particulars. How yes. much has he paid? Although I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that out of work actors. I mean, I know they do things they don't always want to do, but they're not necessarily going to engage in a full sexual fantasy, are they? Well, I don't know. They do Holby. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I know they do McDonald's adverts and stuff, but it doesn't look the same as breaking into somebody's house in the middle of the night with a machete, is it? And rubbing their cock with a broom. Even even through their underpants. It's a a very challenging role. (laughs) Yeah, but it gets more challenging the further into it you get. Whoa, Dad. I think think Terence might have built his part a bit too much there. He's got a bit carried away just going into character. (laughs) And maybe we need to, like, threaten him with a machete. What about machetes? Like, no. Let me tell you, I'll read on. I'll read on. The role play was arranged over social media. Obviously. Uh, by a man near Griffith, New South Wales. Okay. So a man in Griffith, New South Wales, enters into a commercial arrangement to be t- tied up and stroked in his underpants with a broom. Mm. Okay. We got it so far. That's the contract. Okay. That's the deal. Yeah. I think no. if we dug into the small print of the deal, we'd probably find out that um, the gentleman in question was more interested in the non-sweeping end of the broom. Ah, <laughs> oh. I, I, it, it doesn't yeah. say that. The handle. Yeah, one of, one of those ones where he ends up in casualty and saying, oh, yeah. well, uh, I was on a ladder and I yeah. fell off a ladder and I landed on the broom. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was cleaning up chicken shit in the yard. Off yeah. off Naked. Of exactly. We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> and I got really hot. Yeah. No, no. He was willing off. to pay. I just took my pants off. Not my top, just my pants, because it was so yeah. hot. Well, it's the easiest way to cool down. It is the fastest way to cool that, down. Rob, that and having a cup of tea. Absolutely. Take your pants off, cup of tea. You're like a, you're like a polar bear again. The role play was arranged over social media by a man yeah. near Griffith, New South Wales, who provided his address to the... This is the notes now. If you are writing this down, this is the place where you start t- paying attention. <clears throat> This is where it all goes horribly wrong. He provides his address to the hired pair. You remember the hired pair? It's a commercial agreement to tie up and stroke a semi-naked man in his underpants with a broom. You haven't forgotten the contract. <laughs> I've got that. Got that. Is, the, is there an actual contract, though? There's an actual contract on social media. Oh, God. A commercial agreement. I won't say it again. Legally binding commercial agreement. So the man near Griffith enters into the commercial agreement. <laughs> How does He's Griffith win- feel about all of this? Like the, exactly. the, all this happening to the man near him. <laughs> <laughs> is he all right about? No one's mentioned how Griffith feels about everything. No, there is no comment from Griffith about the, all this yeah. happening in, in, in his environs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it says here. So the man near Griffith. No word from Griffith yet. But the man near Griffith in Australia, New South Wales in Australia, has gone on social media. He's entered into this commercial agreement. He says he's willing to pay 5000 Australian dollars mm. if it was, and this is inverted commas, so this must be part of the contract, really yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. 
How do you qualify that? If the if he's, the broom stroking of his underpants in the aforementioned commercial agreement was really good, was done really well, he would pay five thousand dollars. It doesn't but say what happens if it's not really is good. It's a dodgy contract. That's like going if I mm. really like the lawn when you've done it, yeah. then I'll pay you. But that's that is how you a lot of building sign. stuff works. You go if you do no, a good job, not. I'll pay you that well that's how it should be. A lot of us a lot of us this is a lesson to all of us. A lot of us pay out money in advance and then there's a and then there's no incentive for the builder or the person coming around with a broom to wipe your underpants. There's no incentive yeah. for them to do a good job. Imagine <laughs> yeah. Imagine running the uh, running the contract past your lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Still, quick yeah. look at this for Hello. me. Right. <laughs> you know, since the divorce came through, I've got another thing. <laughs> so, so far, yeah. So far, the man who's next to Griffith in New South Wales mm. uh, has said he's willing to pay $5,000 if it's really good. Okay. Yeah. So now, okay. However, I mean, we've all been caught out, haven't we, where we've been rubbed, rubbed through the underpants with the broom and it's not been really good. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just, you, this is uh, a very quick I mean, sometimes, sometimes when you get rubbed, you get rubbed through your underpants with a broom and you just go, it was, it was all right. It was all right. It I wasn't do it again. really good. Yeah, it was yeah. quite good. It was all right. You know, but not five grand's worth good. No. Like a fish pedicure. I'm not giving you the full fee, <laughs> exactly. we agreed. Yeah. Right. This is a Meet very quick... here. A very quick digression. Yeah. And I'm just going to go around the room and I want you to say firm... Or soft. What? Just going to go around the room. This room? Well, there's only me and you in this room. We're I on know. Zoom. So the others are in their rooms. <laughs> right. So I'm going to go around the virtual room. Right. Yep. And I'm going to ask you this question. It's a very quick digression. The answer <laughs> is only firm or soft. Okay. God. <laughs> if you had arranged into a commercial, yep. if you'd entered into a commercial agreement to be tied up and stroked in your underpants with a broom. Right. Would that broom be... A, you know, a chunky, robust, firm, long, brittle bristle, or would it be a, a very soft, gentle, more of a caressing sort of brush? Firm or soft? Sean Harris. If I had to do uh, that. Firm or soft? <laughs> Probably uh, soft. Soft. I guess. Okay. Rob, firm or soft? Just, well, just one word. Again, yeah, I mean, I don't think he's interested in the sweeping end of the brush, but I would say, like Sean, I go for a soft brush. <laughs> soft? Too soft. If anything, just to avoid the chicken chip. Yeah. Isn't it strange? <laughs> exactly. Isn't it strange how well you know people? Because I know, right? Okay. Oh, God. What have we walked into, Rob? I have predicted got... what Barry's going to say. Really? Yeah. Okay. What have you written down there? There's a Barry? caveat to mine, though. Barry, <laughs> firm or soft? Firm, but... <laughs> oh, God, it's like watching David Blaine. What the did I write paper, down? The piece of paper says firm. <laughs> but you might have another piece, like a magician. You might have another piece that says soft. Exactly. I, have, Barry, I haven't. I haven't. It's all on Zoom. It's in done your, live. Barry, live in, your, on Zoom. in your top pocket, there's a, another piece of paper <laughs> that says broom. Yeah. <laughs> that, says, that, says, that says, do you hear that knock at the door? <laughs> We've yeah. arranged. You, see that cover behind you. Darren, if, if Darren Brown listens to this, exactly. Go into that cupboard behind you, Barry, and, and where, your, where your jackets are hanging up. Go to the third jacket along and go into the inner breast pocket. For me, would you? Take out the envelope. Envelope. <laughs> now open the envelope. <laughs> You should find a piece of paper that says firm on it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, open up the wardrobe and there's going to be a bloke yeah, in there with too. a Yeah, me too. There's a man in there. Oh. Or a machete. <laughs> so, so far we've got the commercial agreement, okay? Okay. It's the man near Griffith. He's gone on social media. Yep. What about you? You haven't said yours. Oh, firm. And what was Barry's caveat? <laughs> firm? Oh, um, yeah. l- firm, was- but, but lightly done, so it's like a tickle. Oh, nice. Like a, like a, like a, just a nice tickle in the back. Yeah. Would you go, you have a firm soft one then or a soft one? I'd have a firm soft one. Firm oh, no. soft one. No, 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 sorry. Firm oh, light. Like, like, like light Barry. Firm. Light firm. So like, almost like I a will have, You said you wanted soft. I want the same <coughs> sexual fantasy as Barry, please. <laughs> Get a room. Hey, I tell you what, talking Get of, um, talk, talking of soft, talking of softness, um, Rod. Rod and Chan, I tell you what, um, 
I don't know whether, obviously, you've been working professionally with Barry Castanola for some time now, mm. but I don't know whether you've, you've ever had the opportunity to rub sun cream into his body, um, which, which I have. And I've got to say, Barry Castanola is smooth. He's got, he's got baby soft skin. He's literally yes. the, Rob, the until, most you get, ri- until you get to the neck. Oh, yeah, then, it, then, it, then it's, it's like a turkey, but beneath there... He's like, he's, it, it's, it's like a newborn. He's absolutely stunning, flawless body skin. Absolutely <laughs> remarkable. Body skin. Until you get to that neck that looks like a walnut and then he, it absorbs moisturiser like a sponge. Rob used, to, Rob used to tell me I was like a baby eel. <laughs> yeah, literally. It, it, was, it was like a really? damn potter. Whoa. It was absolutely when, beautiful. Why yeah. did you guys have an occasion to rub body cream into each other? <laughs> well, we were in... Sun, we were in Dubai. Cream. We were in Dubai doing some some comedy gigs, and yeah. we were by the pool. And I was terribly worried about Barry's uh, flawless skin being ruined by ra- uh, UV radiation damage. So um, I, I encouraged him to allow me to rub some sun cream deep into his uh, epidermis. Into his, Didn't take into much his encouragement. Front. Did not take yeah. much encouragement. Rob, you, I get the back, but not the chest area. <laughs> well, he, he's. <laughs> He's a bit like um, he's a bit like John McCain. He's got very short arms, so he can't can't reach the middle of his chest. I've been in very hot climates with Barry, possibly even the Middle East and Australian places, and I have never once got to rub anything into his damp otter. <laughs> I don't I don't want those webbed hands all over my body face. <laughs> hey, oh, it makes it much. It's very good for smoothing cream in these webbed hands. <laughs> flip, flippity flip, flip. <laughs> like a, a like a paste knife. <laughs> now then now then the story back to the story yeah yeah back to the story so this mm. is where it all goes wrong oh it hasn't already so you remember the basics the man near Griffith <laughs> the man near yeah. Griffith has hired these two to uh, a commercial agreement to tie up and stroke a semi-naked man in his underpants with a broom okay however the client the man who has asked for this sexual fantasy to happen yeah. Then moves house. <laughs> 30 miles away. What? But without updating <gasps> the two men he's hired. Oh my god. That's So instead of like like cancelling the milkman. Yeah. He he's has forgotten the to milk. cancel. He's cancelled the papers. The sexual There's only fantasy. one yeah. thing he's forgotten and that is to cancel the commercial arrangement to tie him up and have <laughs> And be stroked in his underpants with a broom by two men who are going to break in in the middle of the night. It's the only thing he's forgotten. There's always something you miss. When you you move house, that's the first thing you do, isn't it? You say, right, obviously, redirect post, cancel or redirect. Change energy providers. Yeah, contractual sexual fantasies that I've got ordered onto the new address. Yeah. It is on. It's the first thing that Phil and Kirsty say on on uh, location, location, location. It's the first thing they say. It is on every estate agent's website. It's on that website. There's a tick list. There is, isn't it's it? It's there, you, isn't it? Oh. Have you cancelled all sexual fantasies? Cancelled the milk? Yeah. Sure your energy suppliers are aware of the date you're moving. This, this is basic stuff. Anyway, forgotten to update them. How could you forget they were coming? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? When you're moving house, there's a lot to think about. I know, but how could you forget <laughs> that was happening? Well, I don't know. It doesn't say that's the only thing he forgot, but we know he forgot. So he's right. moved house. He's got 30 miles away and he forgot to update the two men yep. with whom he's entered into the contractual arrangement. It's yeah. irrelevant that it was 30 miles away. He could have moved two streets away and the same yeah. thing would have happened. Or oh, next door. He could have moved next door and it would still be awful. Yeah. Yeah. It is an irrelevant detail. He could have moved next door, as you say. But at least perhaps he'd have then heard it going on and he could, he could have come out, come out into the street in his underpants. In here, lads, in here. He could have heard the screams. Yeah, just heard from the wall. next door. Get in here, that fucking brain. What are you doing, you lucky man? I'm really so. sorry. Oh, I think. Oh, I've, I've sent them next door ag- yeah. again. Oh, I, think these, yeah. um, I think they're my sexual fantasy that I ordered. Sorry. Yeah. I'm yeah. really sorry. Yeah. Like, like when so. an Amazon package goes next door. Yeah, yeah. So they've moved it. So he's moved, right? Right. He's moved in. He's forgotten to let them know. They have then broken in to the address on their contract, the original address, mm. and found a man in bed with an eye mask on. 
the resident, we've called him. We've called him the resident. Yeah. He, he noticed a light on in his kitchen at 6.15. I don't know where he was asleep. I don't know what his house is called. Mm-hmm. He's wearing an eye mask. And, and he's wearing an eye mask. Bad yeah. eye mask. Anyway, he noticed a light. There's a light on in his kitchen at 6.15. This is a weird, this is a weird little sentence. He assumed it was a friend who came by on every day to make morning coffee. <laughs> That's a fucking weird sentence, isn't it? What, what sort of arrangement is that? Can I come round your house six o'clock every morning and make coffee while you're still asleep? Yeah. Whilst you try and sleep with an eye mask on. Yeah. yeah, I just, I just can't get my cattle to work. <laughs> what a weird of, arrangement that is. Making loads of noise. <laughs> the second yeah. weirdest arrangement in the story. I think it's actually weirder. It's actually the weirdest one. The weirdest one. Maybe, maybe that's his sexual fantasy. I like lying in bed while somebody else makes coffee in my kitchen at six fifteen. For in the themselves. Yeah. <laughs> somebody makes a coffee and the bugger's off. Now, comes in. Such so, a weird thing to do. Such a weird oh thing. dear. So the resident notices a light on in his kitchen at 6.15. He assumed it was a friend who came by daily to make morning (laughs) coffee. Yeah, he hasn't lived there long. He's only just moved in, so this must be a very new arrangement. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This must be... This is, I tell you what, when, he's, what you, when he's looking at <laughs> it's either, oh dear. either then he had an existing arrangement with this friend who came by to make coffee in his kitchen at 6.15 every morning, and then when he moved house, they, cont- they rolled on the contract. <laughs> oh, they've got a contract as well. Or, or he's moved into this new area, very quickly made friends in the area and uh, mm. made a deal with somebody who comes around and makes coffee in his kitchen at 6.15 in the morning at which point he must be thinking oh well this is just a teething problem with this new contract this we'll, we'll, we'll iron this out over time so, so it was then so can, can, I, can I interject here Rod so Go then on. we're to read into this like Colombo that the, the booking uh, the, yeah. the, the official commercial booking for the two um, we're going to call them now gigolos um, <laughs> Heavily armed gigolos. Was let's, call us, <laughs> let's call them the defendants. Yeah, the, sorry, the defendants. Hev- heavily armed gigolos. So, so on, on, their, on, their, on their docket, which they probably had with them, with the contract on it, it said, um, arouse him at 6.30am with a broom. So, so they arrived very, very, very early. It's an odd time to... Minute, Rob, we got a dog I don't blame the dog for kicking off, because it's very early... To be doing uh, gigolo work, isn't it? It is very <laughs> So they've come round with their docket, right? They've broken in, basically. Right, so he And you're definitely going to need a coffee if you're trying to bring a fella off with a broom a broom at 6.30. <laughs> I'm not doing that without a coffee in me, mate. Oh, mate, I'll come round at half six, but I'm going to have a fucking coffee first because I've not even had my breakfast and I've got to shove that up your ass. On an empty stomach, you must be joking. It is an odd time to have your sexual yeah, fantasy. It's so weird. That's the weirdest, weirdest thing the yet. Yeah, that but it's the, the most unexpected, thing, I guess. Thing yet, the time. It's the most unexpected, in the morning. Though. That's a good yeah. way to start your day. <laughs> well, maybe he's got to go to work. Maybe he works at eight, so he's got to... <laughs> he's got to fit it in. You're quite right, he's Roger. Got a, he's got a Zoom call at eight. <laughs> so, the resident noticed. So, this is the completely innocent resident who's just moved into this house. Wakes up at 6.15... Sees a light on in the kitchen, assumes it's a friend who comes by every day to make morning coffee. Weird. When the men, so this is the defendants now, this is the two men with the machetes. They call, they call out the name of their client, the person they've got the contract to deal with. Right? right. The person in the house who is not their con- client, is not their, you know, got nothing to do with them. Innocent person who's been asleep. The resident what turns, does he say? Do you want a coffee? The resident turned on the light. The resident turned on the light and removed their sleeping mask. Yeah. It was then that he saw standing above his bed two men with machetes, which they appeared to have brought as props for the role play. When they realised their error, one of the pair said, sorry, mate, shook the resident's hand and left. (laughs) 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 And it gets really weird. No hard feelings. The two men then drove over to the correct address. So he's given them the, he's given them the folded address. Oh my god! He's, he's gone through all his doc. He's gone through all his house sale papers. He's gone to his little filing cabinet. I've got the address here somewhere. Lads. Hang on a minute. I've got going through my papers. Here, I've got, yeah, I've got the folded address. All his mail. All sexual fantasies. No. Actually, can you take can you take some of can this, you mail? Take this mail? I haven't had a chance to forward this mail yet. Can you take him his mail? <laughs> 
You're taking these bills that Like a direct line bill. Exactly, yeah, that's the last thing you want when you just had a broom shoved up your ass is to be followed by a gas bill. (laughs) (laughs) And can you ask you what that Chinese is like on the high street? (laughs) (laughs) So off they've gone. They've they've said, sorry, mate, shaking his hand. He's gone back to bed, right? Well, they're professionals, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Quite... He's gone back to bed. Hey, I wonder where. <laughs> Hang on. Here's the big mystery. Here's the big mystery. <laughs> Whoa, no, 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 but wait. Again. Pump the brakes, you're right, Sean. He's gone back <laughs> to bed. Oh, He's, you went wait. back to bed after that. Wait, though. No. Where is... Oh, I'll go back to sleep, then. <laughs> yeah, but the weirdest thing about all of I this... I got the Zoom, uh, Zoom call. <laughs> The weirdest thing about all of this is where's the guy who comes around every morning to make coffee for yeah. himself in his where's kitchen? where's he? Do you think he arrived, yeah. started making coffee, had a look through the door? <laughs> 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 had a quick look. There's two men in machetes in the bedroom. <laughs> he's, in, yeah. he's still in the loo. Go, Do you know what? I'll go to Costa this morning. I'll go to the I'm going to drive through. Wow. <laughs> I'll just make coffee in my own house this morning. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take a flask. I've <laughs> <laughs> done a shit in my own house today. That bugger. Right, okay. So the two men now drive off to the correct address. It's only 30 miles away. Okay, they, they, could be there, they could be there by eight. They're having a morning, aren't they? They're <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, by eight. <laughs> We've got a few comments here. Right. Online. Uh, Bob55 says, Sweet Jesus. <laughs> He's even done the sums because the bloke said he'd give them Australian 5,000 Australian dollars if it was good. If you remember, right. Five, that was the deal. Five thousand Australian dollars if it, if the rubbing with the broom of the underpants was really good. Yeah. Bob's done the Bob's done the sums back into Sterling. Sweet Jesus yep. says Bob fifty five two thousand seven hundred quid to enter someone's house, prearranged <laughs> and stroke them with a broom. I'm in the wrong job. <laughs> What's his job? It doesn't say. <laughs> two thousand seven hundred quid to enter someone's house, prearranged. It's not even off the cuff. This is prearranged. <laughs> Stroke them with the broom in the wrong job. Uh, lie walk, lie walkie, lie walkie. I always get somebody like this on the internet who goes, don't even know what to say. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> always worth jotting that down. And also, he must have created, he's created an account and logged in and everything just to say that. I know. Yeah. What? Yeah, nothing created. to say about this. <laughs> Next. Sorry, don't want to take up valuable forum space. You, somebody else, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Horsehead says, we've all been there. Am I right? Uh, he paper tiger. Like joker. <laughs> At least he's not a killjoy like Nikati, who says, it's not a sexual fantasy. It's a masturbation fantasy. Yeah, <laughs> Exclamation for Christ's mark. sake. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, it, I think Nikati is unhappy that this whole story has been called a sexual fantasy when it's not. It's a masturbation fantasy. Right. Although how Nikati knows that, I do <laughs> not know. But Nikati already knows more about this than I do. It, I don't know who brought it to court. I don't know who rang the police. I do know that one of the men's got what? off. I don't know what happened to the other one. What he happened? may well be out there what happened to rubbing the broom? people down. I don't know what happened to the broom or the underpants. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of loose ends. There's loads There's a of lot, loose, lot of loose ends, ends in this one. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
your second story. Very yeah. different. Very different little segue, this. Going from sexual fantasies involving machetes, stiff brooms, mm. and underpants. It's a masturbation fantasy. It's a masturbation <laughs> fantasy. Sorry, by God, alive. It's just the worst when people get that wrong. So, next story. Very different. Six-year-old's weekly meal plan has parents in stitches. Here we go. Nice little story for you. A six-year-old's weekly meal plan has been praised by parents in an online social media group for his clear set-out and neat handwriting. And others found his choices hilarious. (laughs) When you're cooking for your family, it can be easy to fall into a routine of eating the same meals week in, week out. True. That is true. Do you eat the same... I, we did as kids. Yeah, we did, did the as same kids. Stuff every every Friday mm. with sausage and chips. <laughs> oh, you're right, Sam. Sorry. Every, uh, so water. every Friday with sausage and chips. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every Saturday was... Was it? God, liver and bacon we had on Saturdays. Lovely. Imagine that. For, if you're a young kid, though, Rob, liver and bacon. Oh, I've never had on a Saturday oh, I love, morning. I love it. Yeah, get it down here. Get it down here. Not when you're like six, seven, eight years old. <laughs> Saturday morning is supposed to be fun. It's all swap shop, tis was. It's your time Saturday liver. morning. Oh, guess what we've got for guess what we're having for lunch on a Saturday? Liver and bacon. Mm. Whoa, Christ, a bit of awful. <laughs> Lovely. Not, uh, we shouldn't have had to put Saturday up with that. But it was, was the seventies. Saturday was the best day. Alpha bites and uh, sausages. Yeah, well, that's, mm. how, that's what it should have been when I was having liver and bacon. Monday night. This is mad, though. Monday night, beef burgers with spaghetti. Superb, Ooh, that's very, uh, yeah. That's very continental. Yeah, a, is that, no. that a beef burger on a plate with spaghetti? It was um, tin spaghetti. two bird's eye beef burgers with uh, normal <clears throat> spaghetti. Because tin I, spaghetti? Because we didn't eat spaghetti bolognese, and that's what the adults were having. Uh, that's, very, that's very Italian, that is, to have meat yeah. on top of pasta and stuff. It's really very, nice. Very, very it's like a meatball, isn't it? Yeah. But, but then shocked, cheese, <laughs> Tuesday was chops. I'm shocked that I didn't end up with um, CJD from the, 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 the food that, that my mum, the awful beef that I ate as a child. <laughs> just, oh, yeah. I mean, like, I really, I genuinely really panicked around that time when, you know, when it was looking like no one quite really? knew how bad it was going to be, the whole mad. I just thought yeah. the diet I had as a child was awful. Oh, we <laughs> ate so much mechanically reclaimed beef, didn't we, yeah. as children? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go head to head on spaghetti. I've said this many times, I've talked about this recipe, but I'll never tire of it. So your spaghetti bolognese recipe was what? A Two beef beef burger. bird's eye beef burgers cut up <laughs> and then in, interspersed with normal spaghetti. Right. Was that because, though, that sounds like a parent trying to give a, a child an approximation of spaghetti yeah, bolognese, but the kid was. won't really mm. have things like garlic yeah. and onions and peppers, so they yeah. give them yeah. a simple <coughs> child <coughs> version. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to beat that, you see, because my mother's spaghetti <laughs> bolognese recipe, R.I.P., my mother, and R.I.P. this recipe, it died with her. <laughs> Nobody's ever going to make this again. I can make it for you. Do you know what? I'd really like it. Would you? I would, yeah. I can make it myself. It takes, it takes, it takes 30 seconds, literally. <laughs> My mother's sp- spag ball recipe is this. A tin of tomato soup in a pan. Yeah. Nice. A tin of corned beef in the same pan. Oh. Heated up. That, oh. is, that was spaghetti bolognese. for the Superb. Well, it, I was going to say in my youth, it was not even in my youth. If if my mother was alive today and we were having spaghetti bolognese tonight and she was cooking it, that's what we'd have. Oh. Did you used to eat beef beat that anyway. Did you used to eat meat that. paste? Hmm? I used to eat meat paste. Meat paste? Yeah. Yeah, we all have meat, meat paste. paste meat paste? That What's that? My, my mum used to make a dish that was just called brown meat. <laughs> Great, I loved it. I love me brown, oh, and it was um, it was it was just it was just mince, yeah. mince with a bit of onion and then gravy browning, and then just like a lake of that with some mashed potato and some peas, brown meat. Oh, that, lapped without, it up. Loved without it. wishing to be without wishing to be <laughs> offensive, yeah. I'm not trying to be stereotypical. Is that a, is it a northern thing or is it your mother thing? I think it was just my mother. She called it brown meats. Brown meats. <laughs> okay. okay, so we've got oh, lovely. Big so lake far, of brown meats. So far in the bidding, we've got uh, Sean's. I, I think yours is more of a kid's meal, so Mine it's not too bad. That. That's not too bad. That. I'm going to try and top this now. I'm going to top this with the best thing I saw my parents having. Okay. I'm, I'm sat there. My dad's in his chair. 
My mum did all the cooking. My dad sat in his chair and had things brought to him. Apart from every now and again, my dad would make a tin of tinned chicken curry. That was his speciality. Superb, yeah. <laughs> tinned chicken curry is my dad's one meal of the week. You still like that? Huh? You still really I still like, like it. That. Everything I, I still like the spaghetti ball with corned beef and tomato soup. And I, to, because I'm a bit more sophisticated than my parents cook in, I added a bit of garlic with it, and that really <laughs> tops it off beautifully, actually. Anyway, they would never have dreamt of that. <laughs> this was the best one I saw. My mother coming into the living room with a tray with my dad's plate <laughs> and cutlery on it and putting it down in front of him. And my dad was a very, very simple taste food-wise. He never ate a vegetable. Yeah. Never ate a vegetable in his life. Or fruit. And refused to. Or fruit. Until the end. <laughs> no, even in the home. He's just passed away. But even in the home, he refused. They indulged his refusal to eat vegetables to the very last day. I think he had a tin Chips pear. and roast potatoes. He did eat chips and roast potatoes, that's it. No. Anyway, he didn't eat those pears. If you had a look at his drawer, <laughs> he's, made, he's full, he made of, full of tin pears, his drawer <laughs> in the home, because he used to put a, hide them in there. <laughs> <laughs> he used to hide, 88 years old, hiding tinned pears from the staff. I mean, and he, and he got to 88 without eating yeah. any fruit no and veg. veg. No or fruit. No fruit. Absolutely. He must, have, he must have had like a cast iron constitution. <laughs> Very uncomplaining. Very uncomplaining. Very simple tasting food. He grew up in the valleys, you know, sort of tin mm. bath in the, in the kitchen. One bath a week, all the family in it. Tin bath, you know, no toilet, and no toilet, valleys, mining, you know. Very uncomplaining, very un, mm. very unfussy. Apart from his refusal to eat vegetables, so whatever my mother put in front of him, whatever she put in front of him, he was always like, "Look at this, oh. fit, fit for a king." Fantastic! I love that. Whatever I love people who do that. She Superb. came out with a plate, a plate of white rice, plain white rice. <laughs> put it down in front of him on his tray, and he went, "Oh, look!" He was blind as well, so he couldn't really see it. To be honest, yeah. But every night he went, oh, look at this meal fit for a king. Oh, amazing. He starts to eat it. And my mother goes, oh, hang on, I've forgotten the ham. Goes into the kitchen, <laughs> comes out and just drapes a piece of ham oh. from, a packet, from a packet onto the top of the rice. <laughs> I've forgotten the ham. Not, not, oh, what should I put on this? Oh, I've got some ham, which is bad enough. Literally a plate oh. of rice with a piece of ham draped over the top of it. <laughs> so oh, yeah. what was I going to say? Anybody beat that? The best meal I've ever had was a, ch- a beef chow mein from my dad's pocket when we were staying in a hotel in Tenby. What? <laughs> Sorry. He, ca- he Sorry? came in late at night, my father, yeah. with, um, <laughs> and we, you know, with the Chinese. Yeah. You're not allowed to in a hotel. Oh, I see. And we ate it from his pocket. <laughs> Why didn't... Well, once you were in the room, you could take it out of his and pocket. It... <laughs> Unless the old was in there with you. <laughs> was it in a carton? No, it was in his pocket. He'd come in with what, it. Well, he didn't get a rain. carton from the takeaway. What, what takeaway did he go from? They just carton. filled his pocket with... I think we were in the foyer. <laughs> I can't remember, but that's the best meal I've ever had. I don't, I don't understand. What? <laughs> but it wasn't in a carton. You just, he just had a loose <laughs> pocket full of chow mein. No, he had a, it was... <laughs> It was in a box, like you know the eighties box, like a foil thing with a cardboard yeah. yeah. lid. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Eighties, they still have that now. No, some do. It's all plastic now. Well, all right, um, just one of those in his in his pocket. But why didn't he? Ta- <laughs> Once he got back to the room, he smuggled it in successfully. Surely he would take it out of his pocket then. For I, you can't to eat. Remember, look, I can't look, remember. Just go, everyone, I gather around and just hold his pocket wide open while his kids. I think are, we were eating it in the lift on the like way up. A trough. Yeah. I wasn't allowed much of it, but I was I, honestly, it's the nicest thing I've ever tasted in my life. Yeah, well, it would be. I pocket mean, chow mein. I know. Oh, pocket chow mein. Yeah. I don't think they had plates. <laughs> no, but there's. You're, you're missing. There's a, there's a link missing between. Just because they go, I tell you what, I can't find any plates. Just eat it out of my pocket. <laughs> no, you just put it on the t- put it on the table. I presume they had something. Did they have any furniture at all? Yes. Even a floor. There was a bed. Better. Huh? <laughs> well, on the bed then. Why didn't you take it up and put it on the bed if that was the only thing? I can't remember, love. I was very. Yeah, if, very I, if, young. I, if I wring out my sweater, it's full of orange squash. You can have some of that as well. I've got some dessert in my turnips. <laughs> it's an odd story. Sean. It was illicit Chinese, is well, so exciting. Right, so here's the menu this six year old came up with. Right. 
When you're cooking for your family, it can be easy to fall into a routine of eating the same meals week in, week out. It says not, why not jazz things up by having a chow mein in your pocket and letting your kids <laughs> use it as a trough? It doesn't say that. Yeah, but that was a holiday. <laughs> why not switch things up, it says, and let your kids decide what they want to eat? A mum did exactly that and shared the results what? of her six-year-old son's idea of the perfect weekly meal plan. Is it chips every day? Uh, no, I'll tell you now, it doesn't take much to see he has a standout favourite dish. Whilst we expected to see a weird combination of all their favourite foods if a six-year-old gets hold of a meal plan and not a vegetable in sight, he shocked fellow parents with his... Fellow parents, what? With his impeccable planning and savvy use of leftovers. Rob's got kids, haven't you? Yeah, I've got two kids. How old are your kids? kids? My uh, 12 and 8, and they oh, are... too old. Uh, so you haven't got six-year-old kids. I, we need somebody with... We, I want somebody with a six-year-old to ask them if they should be doing meal plans. 12 and 8, 12, if, if, oh, yours, well, 12 if, and 8, 12 and 10. If I asked my children at 12 and 8 to make meal plans, it would just be cheesy pasta, cheesy pasta, cheesy pasta, cheesy pasta, pasta and pesto, cheesy pasta, cheesy pasta. I know who's got, I know who's got um, six-year-olds and got two of them. Go on, Barry. Uh, Jim Brister. He's got twin boys, six Oh, years yeah, old. that's right. A pair. She's got a pair, a pair of six-year-olds. Six Is that a brace yeah. of six-year-olds she got? <laughs> Oh, she know, she'll know then whether you should ever give a six-year-old hand over the meal planning for the week, the family meal planning for, to a six-year-old. Get, get Jen Bristol on the line, Barry. Let's find out. <laughs> Hi, love. I'm good, mate. How are you? Hi, Jen. Hello, you two. Hey. I like to see you in your kitchen. I like it's, to see you in a domestic setting at all times. It's nice, isn't it? It's cosy. Jen, Aww. we've got a story here. The reason we rang you, because you've got, Barry yeah. reckons your, your kids are, are now are six-year-olds. Is that right? They are. They're six now. Yeah. <laughs> you got a, a pair of them. Yes. Two. Yeah, I think that's how twins <laughs> work. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, and they look at Shans, but oh, but is it though? No, they are. They're lovely. <laughs> you tired? <laughs> I'm quite tired. But the thing is, Jen, when they're older, Jen, you'll be like uh, you'll be like Mother Cray, and like they'll they'll come in the living room and go. <laughs> Those are nice suits. Look at your nice suits, boys. Tell them where you got your suits from. And where would you get your suits from? And they go, several row, mum. You're great. You'll have your own little Cray twins. I'll, have, I'll be there with my bar of vanished soap just to mop up the little blood stains that have spattered yeah, yeah, onto yeah. it. Sweetheart, is that ketchup on your neck there? Yeah, mum. Let's just call it ketchup. Yeah. You boys been fighting. I've told you I don't like your fighting, boys. <laughs> What, what would your would you ever let your six year olds do a meal plan? No, I wouldn't let them have. They are not involved in the decision making in our house. Okay, so no, I'm not asking children. I'm not asking two six year olds what they think about anything outside of Paw Patrol. Okay, that's it. I don't need to know what their opinions are about pretty much anything, and that's how I roll. I absolutely, I agree with you. That's exactly how it should be. If you're six, you're not supposed to be making decisions on stuff. Well, this kid did. And listen to this. This is what he went for. Saturday. Takeaway. Obviously. <laughs> oh, I, lo- I really like his style, though. Yeah. I like what he's doing. Sunday, though. pizza. Yep. Monday, chicken. Last <laughs> day. Oh, his little brain must have gone, <laughs> hang on. I've got to rein it in a bit for Monday. <laughs> Tuesday, fish and chips, exclamation mark. Yay. Oh. Wednesday. Oh. Sean, you big softy. I'm no, such a softy, I response. know. Wednesday, fish. No chips. No chips. Fish again. Tuesday, fish and chips, yay. Wednesday, fish. It's bizarre when he could have just had fish and chips again. Thursday, <laughs> leftover fish and chips. Oh. <laughs> Two-day-old leftover fish and chips for Thursday. Two nice. Friday, <laughs> leftover fish. What? <laughs> no way. No, he's not put that. Oh. He's run out of foods. Oh my God, he's having uh, fish right now. He's Four run days out in of a row. Food. Pizza. <laughs> I love Saturday him. leftover pizza. Sunday takeaway again. Ah, oh. I love the leftover. And he's put leftovers is L slash O. L slash O leftover. Listen, leftovers. it's very cute when they write it, isn't it? It's yeah, very, very cute, cute. but yeah. I'm not actioning any of that crap. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I got cute. their I got their Santa's list, and I went. 
you'll be lucky, mate. So <laughs> let alone if they offered a menu up, forget it. Yeah, on a Saturday, sometimes I'll let them have pizza. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm really breaking all the rules and they'll have pizza. On. And, and I don't even mean like, I mean like proper dirty shop bought piece of shit pizza. They have a they have a disgusting pizza that they absolutely love and then and then they get to watch their favourite programme, Strictly Come Dancing. Okay, they just <laughs> and, and and that is their so they they are out they are absolutely peaking at the moment. Today I just left them. They are they're already they're already doing the dance moves. That is Saturday. That's the Saturday I wanted. That is Saturday night. That is the Saturday I wanted. Instead, I had to have liver and bacon and watch the Open University with some bloke in flares and clearly visible penis through his trousers talking about trigonometry. Thank you both so much. Yes, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, uh, Jen, for stopping by again. Thank you. Friend, thank you. You need to say a friend of the podcast because this is my second time on. So yeah, now officially, I'm a friend of the to, podcast. Have you, do you want yeah. to plug anything, Jen? Are you, are you do it? What are you doing? Uh, what do I want to plug? Oh, actually, yes. Um, my special is coming out on Amazon Prime on the third of Fantastic. December. Meaningless. That's so oh, exciting! Stand up special. That's there amazing. Jen, tell Great. me stand, stand up special Amazon Prime. Yeah, so the show is meaningless and it comes out on the 3rd of December on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, no, I'm supposed it's... to say Prime UK. I'm not allowed to say Amazon Prime. Prime UK. Is it is it the show I saw in Crouch End when we did yes. Edinburgh previews together? Yes, yes. That the show, show 2018. Is yeah, yeah. That show is amazing. Oh, I want to oh, see thank it. You, Brilliant. Brilliant. It's not That's meaningless. Don't put it down. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> It's shit, don't watch it. Absolutely don't watch it. Uh, What a pile of crap. We will catch you on Amazon Prime UK, meaningless Jen Brister stand-up special. Look forward to seeing that. Thank you so much, Jen. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much, Thank you so much. Thank you, Jen. Thank you. Right, that's all we've got time for. Thanks for listening. And thanks to special guest Rob Rouse. Where can people find you, Rob? I know it's at Rob Rouse on Twitter, but you're still doing your daily thing. At Rob Rouse on Twitter, but yeah, every single day, Monday to Friday, I'm putting uh, brand new original uh, comedy and uh, nonsense on patreon.com forward slash Rob Rouse. Patreon.com forward slash Rob Rouse. That's the uh, Brilliant. Thanks, Rob. Thanks again. Thanks to Barry Castagnola. And the wonderful at Jen Brister. Do check out her stand up special. You can contact us at The Froth Podcast, where you'll get extra froth content. And don't forget the exciting new email facility. Our email address is hello at thefrothpodcast.com. And if you enjoyed this nonsense, don't forget to like and subscribe and rate us at five stars. This podcast was a Flan Bobble Vision production, produced by Barry Castagnola at Russell Up Productions. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 